0: It is NBA trade deadline day across the NBA. We've got you covered at the Locked On Podcast Network. We've been following all the madness that has been going down all day long and we're very excited now to bring in our locked on Bucks host Kane Pittman who is all the way in Australia waking up in the early morning hours to find out all of the craziness that has ensued uh first we obviously got to talk about the Bucks you know reportedly agreeing to a three-team deal with the Brooklyn Nets and Indiana Pacers to acquire veteran forward Jake Crowder I mean this one wasn't a big shock because we know the Bucks have been pursuing him for quite some time but what was your initial reaction
1: Well, it was interesting because it has been months and it went all the way back to late October, early November when we first heard that the Bucs were interested in Jay Crowder. But of course, about 12 hours before the trade deadline, all of a sudden they don't need to make a deal with the Phoenix Suns. They need to make a deal with the Brooklyn Nets because of the Kevin Durant deal. And that might have been the catalyst for this getting done because the reported deal in the end of Sergio Barker, George Hill, Jordan Wara, the Phoenix Suns had reportedly said, we actually, we don't really want that package. We're not going to go for that deal. So now all of a sudden you are able to make that happen with the Nets and the Indiana Pacers get involved. But not a huge surprise that they got Jay Crowder done. It feels like we've been waiting for a long time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, thank goodness he ended up with the Brooklyn Nets who were just loaded in the front court. It didn't really (laughs) make sense. It didn't really seem to be a fit from a roster standpoint. Now, why exactly, if you can break it down for us, have the Bucs been so set on Crowder? What does he bring to Milwaukee's front court that they're maybe missing?
1: Yeah, another defender. And if we remember back to last year's postseason, they went to seven games with the Boston Celtics. And if you are playing a Boston Celtics team, and this can extend further to teams in the West, we know now they are starting to load up with wings. And yes, Kevin Durant with Phoenix, but the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George as well. But if we stay in the East, the Boston Celtics and the Bucks feel like they're on a collision course in the postseason. Last year, the Bucks had the injury to Chris Middleton. That cost them. They had Grayson Allen and these smaller defenders, George Hill, uh, Javon Carter trying to defend uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, these bigger players. They did not have the size to match the Boston Celtics. And ultimately, they go down in seven games. So the idea of bringing Chris Milton back to this team, adding Joe Ingles in the offseason, and now adding Jay Crowder just means they have so many versatile options. And in some ways, the Jay Crowder addition is what they got done in the championship year when they added PJ Tucker at the trade deadline, and all of a sudden you can play Giannis at the five and you've got a lot of versatility. Guys can switch. They can mix and match uh, lineups as well with Mike Bunholzer. So I I think ultimately you can point to all these different reasons, but I think they have an eye to the Boston Celtics
0: it's interesting you bring up tucker because crowder does kind of fill a similar void or could play a similar role and now when you look at his numbers he's a solid addition averaging more than nine points five boards nearly two assists last game as a part of the last season rather as a part of the sun's rotation but he hasn't played yet this season and you know kind of a unique situation since he requested that trade is there any concern that he hasn't been participating in the 2022-23 season
1: yeah, there has to be. Uh, but he is a little bit older. Maybe those old legs need a little bit of extra rest and maybe he'll be fresh heading into the postseason because some of the other guys that I've mentioned, I haven't spoken about Wesley Matthews yet, but he's an older guy to play in a similar position as well. And the Bucs have been somewhat trying to rest him and keep his legs fresh as well. So maybe they're just going with the theory, let's get a bunch of old guys in. And then on any given night, we can rest one old guy, play the other old guy, and then get to the postseason, and maybe they're in good shape. So the Bucs will have to cross their fingers a little bit. I mean, as you said, it has been a long time, all the way back in May, that Game 7 against Dallas, which was disastrous for the Phoenix Suns. And then Jay Crowder never showed up again. So it has been a long time since he played. uh, But I think... He's playoff experience. He's had some deep runs over the last uh, few years. So I think they like the idea, if he is still Jay Crowder, uh, that they've got a guy that they can play in the postseason.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the postseason runs back-to-back, runs to the NBA Finals with both Miami and Phoenix. Um, How do you see him fitting in with the roster? Uh, How do you see him being a culture fit? And what do you feel like the outlook now is for the Milwaukee Bucks to win a championship?
1: Well, it's funny because the Miami team, they eliminated the Bucks. The Phoenix team uh, obviously went up against the Bucks, so that's just, these guys are very familiar with each other. And when I was putting together my graphic to do the locked-on Bucks, I, I, I searched for Jay Crowder and the Bucks, and all the photos were Jay Crowder in what looked like pretty heated altercations with these Bucks players. So they are very familiar with each other. But maybe that hard-nosed approach we know Jay Crowder won't back down from anyone, particularly on the defensive end and some of these matchups. Maybe that's what the Bucks needed because they have spoke uh, after winning that title about uh, PJ Tucker coming into that locker room. And he's not going to hold back. If he's got some thoughts, he's going to let you know what he's thinking. He's going to bring that intensity. And maybe that's what the Bucs need. So I, I think ultimately, as long as the Bucs are pushing towards uh, a championship run, I think they'll appreciate uh, his attitude coming into the locker room. And I think the Bucs, they're right there with the Celtics in the East, still the second favorite uh, for the NBA title with uh, with Fandle. So I think they're right in the mix. And I think adding a guy like this can only help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What would you put the odds at that the Bucs are able to make a run? First of all, taking down the Celtics and especially looking at the West and the way things have shaken out with Kevin Durant going to the Suns. I mean, how formidable of opponent is that? And how do you feel like that could impact maybe their finals odds?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because we saw stars leave the East, which if you're a Bucs fan, you have to feel pretty good about. You don't have to deal with Kevin Durant until potentially the NBA Finals, which you've got to be pretty happy about. So I think the East has thinned out a little bit. I do think the Bucs and the Celtics are clearly the top two teams. I think that would be a fantastic series. And then, uh, yeah, I've already mentioned the Suns, but the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, the West is kind of wide open. So I I like the Bucs, I think, in any series. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I think Giannis uh, is you know, in my opinion, the best player in the world. He's proven it in the NBA finals. He closed out a title with a 50-point game at home. So if the Bucs can get there, most importantly, they have to stay healthy. And I already mentioned the age. I don't want to be talking about age too much, but they are a little bit older. So they've got to stay healthy. But if they're healthy, they've got the experience. And I think that they think they can go on a run.
0: They should be able to go on a run. They've added a key piece now with Jay Crowder. Last question for you. What is one team that maybe concerns you or what is the number one team? I know you already brought up the Celtics. Maybe it's just them, but is there any one team that you feel like, hey, matchup wise, this could be an issue for the Bucs to get by in a postseason run or or just in the regular season?
1: Well, Philadelphia is at least worth watching because it feels like the Bucs and the Sixers have had heated contests over the years. I don't think they necessarily like each other, but they've never met in the postseason, which is kind of crazy because they've been up the top of the East all these years and they haven't run into each other yet. And the interesting thing for the Bucs now, they do trade out Serge Ibaka. They've got two open roster spots. They don't have really a backup center. Bobby Portis is there, but maybe they will look to add another big man in case they do get a series against the Philadelphia Sixers and Joel Embiid because if you're going against that team, maybe Brook Lopez gets in early foul trouble maybe you're one man short. So I think that's something to watch because the Sixers, as much as we say the Celtics and the Bucks are at the top, the Sixers have been playing very well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely interesting and great point. All right, well, our Locked On Bucks host, Kane Pittman, thanks so much for being with us. And for more on the NBA trade deadline, find your local Locked On show and subscribe to Locked On NBA for the very latest. We are still breaking down all the madness that has happened throughout the day. Locked on your team every day.